This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go, hey. let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, Brandon. You know what they say, Let's go, Brandon. You're listening to Tap into the Truth. gentlemen welcome to today's broadcast of tap into the truth hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats of course with you as always i am your ever so humble host 
Tim Tapp, and you know, I'm mostly peaceful, and I'm coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and once again, proud and and glad to be with you, and always just having a fantastic time when it comes to getting to spend time with you, dear listener, whether you're listening to the podcast or if you're listening to the rebroadcast on terrestrial radio or wherever you may be listening. It doesn't matter. If you're here right now, thank you so much for stopping by, and uh, hopefully you'll stay around. All right, got, uh, of course, a lot of abortion-related stuff to talk about. After all, it is still the hot talk topic, uh, mostly because, you know, that's where the left wants it to be. And so in order to keep those of us who are conservative talking about how ridiculous this situation is, uh, they continue to outdo themselves in the land of ridiculousness. Uh, of course, we're still talking about the political left in the country and their reactions, uh, the wailing, the, the gnashing of teeth. Oh, the woe is me as they know that their dark lord Moloch will soon be disappointed that at least a few states are going to slow down the slaughter of pre-born human children. Yeah, terrible, isn't it? But before we get into any of that, there is, I think, probably an important story uh, that, at least to this point, seems to not be getting very much attention. And we will start off the show there right after I make a brief mention of a multi-time guest on the show, a what's what's a good word to use oh yeah a uh, a negotiation expert and now a political commentator as well a former actor meaning that he was a hollywood type only he stepped away from the hollywood world we're talking about mr ed brodal and uh ed he's got a brand new book out a brand new political book in fact uh, the title is America on its knees, the cost of replacing Trump with Biden. Uh, so that is brand new, <clears throat> excuse me, brand new available now at Amazon. You can check it out. I will not have a link in this show description, but I will probably be sharing it on social media and will probably sneak a, a few show descriptions here and there, uh, sneak it in as I will continue to mention it in the ongoing. However, <clears throat> as I can tell, you probably can tell, I'm still trying to still trying to get on the uh, downhill slope with fighting this cold. It's uh, kind of got me super congested now, and it's moving down into my lungs, and my throat's not as sore as it has been, but I do occasionally find myself uh, struggling to breathe as uh, the congestion trying to uh, tries to seize up and. So if I can't quite get to the uh, the silent button before I let off a cough, please, please forgive me. I will continue to try to make sure you guys don't have to suffer along with me with that. So I'll be trying to push the button as quick as possible. But, you know, just bear with me, guys. And thank you for doing so. All right, so let's jump into this story I was uh, teasing just a second ago. It involves the second greatest doctor of all time, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, of course, is uh, just behind uh, Dr. Joe Biden. Uh, Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and several other 
high-ranking officials at the National Institutes of Health, well, it seems that they reaped more than $350 million in secretive royalty payments from drug companies and other third parties over a 10-year period, at least according to an explosive new report from the watchdog organization OpenTheBooks.com. Uh, this report said that these royalty payments included at least 23 to Fauci and 14 to his former boss, Collins, and they were paid out between 2010 and 2020. Government scientists got the payments for being credited as, quote, co-investors of various treatments and pharmaceutical products, according to the report. Quoting here, because those payments enrich the agency and its scientists, each and every royalty payment could be a potential conflict of interest and needs disclosure. The NIH is a revolving door of tens of billions of dollars in government grant making, grant making, let me enunciate, Billions of dollars in government grant-making coupled with hundreds of millions of dollars in private, non-transparent royalty payments. Just want to let that sink in for a second. Lots of money here that we're talking about. Okay, so the report paints a rather incestuous picture of the NIH doling out $30 billion a year in grants to some 56,000 recipients. These recipients being in big pharma, uh, research institutes, and of course, other entities. With money flowing back to the secretive agency scientists and senior management in the form of these huge royalty payments. Now, it's not yet known how much of the payments to Fauci, who is the U.S. government's highest salaried employee at $456,028? Hard to say how many of these royalty payments went to him. But back to quoting from the organization OpenTheBooks.com, since the NIH documents are heavily redacted, we can only see how many payments each scientist received and, separately, the aggregate dollars per NIH agency. This is a gatekeeping at odds with the spirit and perhaps the letter of open records laws. In addition to his salary and Whatever royalty payments he received, Dr. Anthony Fauci last year won a $1 million prize from the Dan David Foundation for <clears throat> speaking truth to power. Not really sure exactly what truth that was or what power he was speaking to or even against. Uh, after all, I, the only people I ever heard him criticize were people who were criticizing him. Uh, you know, because he is the science, uh, or at least that's what he told us. I think that's inconceivable. Uh, at any rate, Collins, who resigned as the NIH director back in December after leading the agency for 12 long years, Fauci is the longtime head 
of the NIH's National Institute for Allergies and Infectious Diseases and also serves as chief medical advisor to one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., a.k.a. Barely There Beijing Biden. So OpenTheBooks.com made the $350 million estimate by extrapolating from documents received as part of a federal lawsuit against NIH. So far, the group's uncovered evidence of more than 22,100 royalty payments totaling nearly $134 million paid from 2009 to 2014. And then these went to uh, 1,700 NIH scientists. The group is waiting another 1,800-page report of royalty disclosures, which could cover the period from 2015 to 2020. Now, the NIH has resisted turning over information, treating the royalty payments like a, a big state secret. The agency ignores the OpenTheBooks.com's Freedom of Information Act request, forcing the group to go to court with Judicial Watch. Once in court, the NIH slow-walked production of documents that it was ordered to hand over and uh, redacted key information. Under court order, the NIH has agreed to produce 300 pages a month, but insists on producing documents related to Fauci last sometime in November, according to Tom Fenton, who is, of course, the president over at Judicial Watch. Now, the Associated Press reported on the NIH's royalty database and found 900 scientists collected nearly $9 million in royalties some 16 years ago. That report also determined some 51 NIH scientists who were paid royalties worked on experiments involving inventions for which they were already being paid. Among them was, of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who received $45,072.82 between the years of 1997 to 2004 uh, for a patent license on an experimental AIDS treatment that was funded with a $36 million NIH grant. Now, according to OpenTheBooks.com, the agency has become a lot more secretive since that AP report way back when. Saying, quote, when a federal bureaucrat pops up on television giving us health instructions who has paid them and for what research and technology. When a patient agrees to a clinical trial or experimental treatment, what financial interests are involved? Legitimate questions. But an even bigger legitimate question is, why would you trust these people? Why does anyone continue to trust these people? I do not trust these people. Why would you? I know, thankfully, that most of the people that listen to this show on a regular basis, well, you probably don't really trust them. And that's about the smartest thing you can do. Because there's not much of a reason to trust them. Now, is there? They are, well, 
They are self-serving. I'm going to be as diplomatic as I can be. They are self-serving individuals. Now, that's not even necessarily a crime per se. Most humans are self-serving. Most individuals by just human nature are not going to put higher principles ahead of their own self-interest. They're just not going to do it. So then the question becomes, what are your self-interest? What is being thrown at you that suddenly your position affords you an opportunity to cash in and to, due to the nature of the bureaucratic creations that our government has managed to cobble together, whether it's officially part of the deep state or just somebody hanging out on the fringes that's like, yeah, we're kind of deep state, but, you know, we're just bureaucrats doing what we do. Or in the case of the second greatest doctor of all time, Dr. Anthony Fauci, slowly hanging around and eventually becoming the highest paid salaried governmental employee. And still finding ways to supplement that income. Really nice. But it's a legitimate question being asked by the folks at OpenTheBooks.com. What financial interests are being served when Dr. Fauci goes out in front of a television and tells you what you can do and what you can't do? Tells you to keep getting the jab a bajillion times because there are probably some kickbacks involved. Now, is it right that we're in this situation? I would love to live in a world where we could just take Anthony Fauci at his word. It would be a lot easier if he hadn't flip-flopped in every uh, possible direction. I mean, the man's become a human pretzel. He's taken so many different positions. I mean, the guy's got to be a champion Twister player, right? I mean, if Twister was an Olympic sport, Dr. Anthony Fauci would have to bring back the gold every year, wouldn't he? If you just look at his positions on masking alone, his position on lockdowns alone, now we're getting some different – in fact, they're already moving back into the lockdown masking. We need uh, to have boosters upon the boosters upon the boosters of the shots. I mean we're getting there. We're already hearing the dire predictions of how many uh, cases of COVID-19 we can expect this fall and winter. Again, uh, they want you to be scared because instead of looking at the number of hospitalizations and the number of how many deaths caused by COVID, not deaths that occurred with COVID, but because of COVID, well, when you look at those numbers, it's still not nearly as scary now, is it? If you actually parse those numbers out, you got a lot of not very scary statistics. Now, that's not to say – that some people didn't get COVID and suffered immensely. That some people didn't actually continue to suffer with long-term effects because, like with anything else, it affects different people in different ways. And if you had multiple comorbidities to go along with, then, yes, this little virus can come along and flat-out knock you on your backside. The same as a bad cold that could turn into the flu could do to anybody at any point in time. Because in essence, that's still what COVID-19 is, a bad version of a cold, or at least it was. Some of these Omicron variants uh, are so terrible and horrible, they're literally referring to it as stealth COVID. You can have it, never even know you had it at all. No symptoms, no whatever. 
Now, there are still a few variants out there. There's still some of the Delta variant out there uh, occasionally catching on and knocking some folks on their backside. So be it. The problem here is Dr. Anthony Fauci, along with his previous boss, Mr. Collins, along with several other people working for what is supposed to be our protectors on the front line, seem to have motivations other than our best interest. That's why there is such a term as conflict of interest. Bottom line is certain positions, certain jobs, certain What's, what's another good word here? You know, not just jobs, not just a position, but certain trusts that are bestowed upon people. They require you to make decisions in that position that are not simply your best interest. They require you to put yourself aside. One such position would be that of police officer. When you're a police officer, you are supposed to serve and protect. And you're not supposed to just serve and protect the people that look like you. You're not just supposed to serve and protect the people that are easy to get along with. You're supposed to serve and protect everyone as best you can. Now, sometimes people put you in an impossible situation. I get it. But the point here is you're supposed to be willing to put yourself in harm's way to serve the public. So your own self-interest is put to the side. Many police officers do exactly that, and kudo for you guys who do. The expectations are high. There should be high expectations. Being a judge is another such position. Now, the left has come to no longer believe this. They believe that the only person that's capable of being a good judge is if you lean far, far to the left politically and have decided to become an activist from the bench, uh, helping to promote the leftist agenda. That makes a great judge in their mind. But what a judge is supposed to do is put their own personal feelings aside. A judge is supposed to look at, well, I abhor the idea of murdering the pre-born. But I'm going to look at this law from Mississippi, and then I'm going to tear it apart or allow it to stand based on what the law and what the Constitution says. And my personal feelings are going to have to be left out of that. Now, if you were to ask a bunch of leftists if they think that's what uh, Samuel Alito did— They'll tell you, no, definitely not. This guy is so, he's he's so right-wing. He's doing away with this. He's coming after gay marriage next, and, and then he's going after interracial marriage, and, and, and then who knows what they're coming for next. Despite the fact that in this leaked draft opinion, he specifically lays out all the legal arguments about why Roe v. Wade was horrific determination from a legal standpoint in the first place and why it should go back into the hands of the state, and the states should exercise their power in the situation, allowing the people of those states to decide if their state is going to continue to honor some uh, left-wing uh, covenant that they formed with Moloch, or if they're going to return to treating human life like it is sacred. That's... That's not a bad situation. 
just means the federal government's going to have one less bit of power. If you were to look at the dissent, which, of course, uh, why haven't we seen a leak of the draft of the dissent opinion? Because I would love to see the rationale and the reasoning laid out there. I haven't seen it. Have you guys heard of it being out there anywhere? If it's out there somewhere, somebody let me know. Somebody send me a link. And I mean the actual authentic thing, not something that some clever satires may have written up. I'm sure there's probably some very clever versions out there by now. But I want to know. If we're looking at something like... COVID-19, if we're looking at any pandemic that's ever happened in the history of the world, whether we're going all the way back to the Spanish flu or if we're just looking at when under Barack Obama, some strange, mysterious reason there was Ebola cases showing up in parts of Texas. Okay. Shouldn't we be able to trust the nonpartisan, nonpolitical medical professionals but we can't anymore because none of these people are focused on solely what's the absolute best case scenario. Now, I shouldn't say none. There, there are plenty of physicians that spoke out that said all kinds of things, some of them with great uh, medical advice, some of them with just basically vitamin C and chicken soup advice, but some with these crazy – Crazy notions of uh, taking horse tranquilizers, uh, even though technically we were talking about ivermectin, which, yes, there is a certain dosage level that is used to deworm horses. But there is also a different script level uh, that is a anti-parasitic that has been used in humans for a very long time at this point. Difference there, it was cheap. And it had been around long enough that the generic was freely available. And uh, there was a lot of it out there. And it's not wouldn't be the first time that it was even suggested or recommended to be used off-label, as they say. Which is a term that I had heard very few times before this little pandemic friend of ours broke out a couple of years ago. Now, off-label is as common a phrase as biological male, which is a euphemism we probably need to do away with while we're at it. Let's just, let's, if we even go that far to placate the left, we're still allowing them to, to control the language. We need to stop. We need to stop with a lot of these euphemisms. We just need to start calling things exactly what they are and stop letting the left give themselves coverage in how they choose to refer to things. Now, obviously, biological male is something that the conservatives of the country have been utilizing to express to you that this is a guy who dresses up like a woman and maybe is doing some other things to be more like a woman and is clearly claiming to be a woman in public settings, but still biologically uh, not a woman. Maybe we should stop playing these little reindeer games with them. Maybe if we didn't allow so many conflicts of interest to continue to exist, we wouldn't have to deal with these situations. I don't understand why a scientist working for the government should be getting any kind of royalty payments or should be getting any type of financial gain involving something 
that may be made or broke based on the recommendations from their office. If they can control what they're saying a treatment should be, doesn't that make it dangerous? There's a motivation besides our best interest. And when they're getting paid for the purposes of our best interest, shouldn't that really be the top thing? All right, guys, it's up to you to demand answers. Let's not let this story go away. Let's not forget that we have a crisis ongoing on the southern border. Let's not forget that there is a laptop from Hades still floating around from Hunter Biden. And still, the more we find out about that, the more it's indisputable that not only did barely there Beijing Biden know a lot about Hunter's business dealings, but it appears that uh, he's taken some of his own I was going to say earnings, but did he really earn any of it? Uh, some of his own ill-begotten gains to go back and try to cover some of Hunter's legal expenses. So we keep seeing more and more and more. And obviously, uh, nobody wants to talk about the economy. Nobody wants to talk about the uh, baby formula shortage. Uh, now, there are some outlets and some news folks that are forcing the administration to start looking at it and start talking about it, but they don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about abortion, 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 because the left is so far up in their little bubble that they honestly believe that that's a winning issue for them. I think they're going to find out that when the economy gets as bad as it is right now with every financial indicator moving in the other direction, as in still continuing to get worse, I think – they're going to be sadly disappointed at how few people are going to be so energized to fight back to protect abortion. We want to continue to kill. We want to continue to, to murder these pre-born human children. They may be disappointed to find out that that's not going to be as much of a motivating factor as people who are accustomed to being able to go to the local grocery store and get their favorite type of whatever. And now they can't get any type of that whatever because there's nothing on the shelves. They may be disappointed to find out that that might still be a bigger motivating factor. You might still be held accountable there, Joe, and every other Democrat currently in office. All right, let's take that mid-hour break before I ramble right on through the break as it should be. Uh, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back just after this brief break. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. Abortion activists have once, twice, 3,000 times proven to be the underhanded, no-good racist that they always were. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. On the night after a leaked draft opinion overturning Roe v. Wade, when Politico mysteriously managed to obtain a draft majority opinion written by Supreme Court Justice Alito, showing the Supreme Court is leaning toward overturning 
1973 decision of Roe versus Wade, which simply returns the decision over Roe v. Wade to the voters and states, so on cue, the know-nothing leftist Beckys and Karens started screaming about how returning Roe v. Wade to the states would bring harm to poor black women. The only things that leftist whites think and speak of for blacks are negative solutions like murdering little black babies rather than trying abstinence before marriage or putting unwanted babies up for adoption. Hmm? Black Americans need to use their brains and understand that leftist white Democrats do not like you. And as long as you follow their blathering dictates, you will always be the rear end of society. Black Americans, stop bowing before the golden donkey. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, go to theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. Just a song. It's easy to get burned. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is easy to get burned, as I'm hopeful a lot of Democratic office holders are about to find out firsthand, since they can't seem to do anything but try to destroy our country. Well, Tim, that that's awfully uh, uh, a very serious. Accusation you're throwing there. Well, yes, yes, it is. But uh, at this point, there's plenty of evidence everywhere, including the fact that these people have no clue what they're even doing. Uh, I, for the longest time, have been somebody that likes to uh, assign incompetence before assigning malice. Uh, Now I think that there's just a lot of both for a lot of these folks. And some of the more ridiculous responses... Uh, I mean, it's just, come on, everything to do with this leaked draft of the majority opinion for the Supreme Court. We have seen all kinds of stuff from violence uh, in the country. Of course, we're constantly told, hey, it's the it's the, all these right-wing insurrectionists that are the violent ones. And yet it always seems to be leftist activists that actually commit actions of violence. In fact... There were some people literally upset by the fact that now, officially, finally, uh, the the White House, excuse me, sorry about that, uh, the White House has finally sent out a message suggesting that they uh, still support uh, peaceful protests. Uh, yeah, that's a reason to be mad. I mean, they're still not saying stop going to the justice's house which is a violation of the law. It is not a legal protest to go to somebody's house. If you go to their place of business or if you go in front of a government building, that is a legitimate protest. If you walk through residential areas as long as you have a permit, uh, you can't stop anywhere. But if you pass through as long as the locals have given you your permits and okayed your route and you don't start anything in those neighborhoods, that can be legal. But you can't just set up and go in front of somebody's house, even if you're across the street. 
Unless that across the street happens to be a public place as opposed to a private one, then it starts getting kind of iffy, and then the local uh, regulations and ordinances start coming into effect. But, uh, you know, generally speaking, no, can't go in front of Samuel Alito's house and just say, hey, where the whole world is watching. Hey, hey, you, the whole world is watching. And guess what? Most of the world is so busy falling over, laughing their backsides off at you that if you were had any level of self-awareness at all, you probably would stop. I mean, seriously, these people are showing a level of ignorance that is unparalleled in American history. The people that are out here saying, oh, no, uh, there's a large percentage of Americans that support uh, Roe v. Wade not be overturned. Yeah, and that's the same high percentage of Americans that honestly believe, because they don't know any better, that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, that that will just automatically ban abortion across the whole country, which it does not. And I know, most of you guys, I don't have to remind you. It, it just it kills me that these are the lies, and they are lies, that we're being told. Bold, blatant lies that we're being told on national television by national political office holders and by talking heads and by activists and by celebrities and by talk show hosts that are all sitting there saying, Hey, you guys, abortion's good, and we got to fight back against those mean old Republicans that are just trying to ban uh, contraceptives, too. And they're going to force women into having uh, state-mandated pregnancies, man. Uh, no. No, they are not. This is not a true thing. But they'll take it one further, again, showing that they know nothing about the economy, which is where I was trying to go before I kind of got sidetracked with my uh, men. We're here in, in the error of the Ministry of Truth that uh, seems to be dominated by people that only believe it's true if it's part of the left-wing agenda. Uh, completely okay with uh, leftists telling lies everywhere, but I'm not allowed to step up and tell the truth. And it's gotten so crazy that current Treasury Secretary Janice Yellen uh, is now trying to connect. Well, part of the reason the economy is doing so poorly now is because of your efforts at restricting abortion. And furthermore, actual restrictions of abortions would have very damaging effects on the American economy. Uh, yes, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen claimed today, time of the live broadcast, for those of you listening to the rebroadcast and those of you who are listening to the podcast a few days later, this is the 10th, 5th month, the 10th day, 2021. This is a Tuesday, you know, just in case you're hearing it later. But time of the broadcast, it was today. Janice Yellen said that restricting abortion access to women in the U.S. would have damaging effects on the nation's economy. Yellen, of course, shared her perspective during testimony to the Senate Banking Committee regarding research related to abortion access and income levels. Now, personally, I don't understand how far exactly you have to stretch the conversation to bring up the point of murdering preborn babies, murdering preborn human babies as part of the uh, banking committee's day-to-day -day concerns. But 
they got there. Quoting uh, from a Reuters report uh, of Yellen, she said, I believe that eliminating the rights of women to make decisions about women, whether to have children, would have very damaging effects on the economy and would set women back decades. Yeah, except nobody's eliminating a right. See, that's the other part of the argument that nobody seems to understand. There is no right to murder anyone else, even the pre-born. It's not a right to. You don't have a right to go around killing people, period. But, Tim, they're not people. They're fetuses. Uh, fetus, Latin word. What's it mean? I'm pretty sure it's a Latin word for baby, if my Latin is up to... to I, I, I could be off. It's been a while since I've studied any Latin. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm not wrong. But this is supposed to be the Treasury Secretary that's honestly trying to make the case that Roe v. Wade needs to be left alone because uh, the economy will be bad. Uh, uh, Janet, ha have you looked around? Do you understand the current economic situation in this country? I, I'm just asking for a friend, of course. Eliminating the rights of women to make decisions about... You can make plenty of decisions. You make lots of decisions about other women. It doesn't mean that your decision about another woman gets to count for anything other than if that decision is to be her friend or not. Other than that, you have no rights to make a decision about that other woman, unless that woman happens to be your child. And then that decision needs to be something along the lines of what's in the best interest of my child and actually the best interest of the child, not what do I think is in the best interest of me but I'm going to claim is for the child, like does my little girl think she's a boy? Now I'm going to start them on uh, – therapies and, and surgeries and expect you to honor their truth that I just created for them. See, that's a bad thing. That should not be allowed. Whether or not to have children, yeah, you get to make the decision about whether. I am very pro-choice. You can choose abstinence. You can choose a contraceptives. You can choose adoption. You can choose to be a parent. Lots of choices. Lots and lots of choices, and none of them involve the murder of pre-born human babies. Little humans, you can tell pretty early. Go, go look at an ultrasound. Little human. It's not a dolphin. It's not a milk truck. It's not an Apache attack helicopter, as my daughter identifies as. At least that's what she tells me whenever the topic came up. I identify as an Apache attack helicopter, and my pronouns are boom, bang, look out. <laughs> then I have to explain those aren't actually pronouns. But I get what you're saying, and I kind of like it. <sighs> I believe eliminating that, please. She continued, she being Janet Yellen, it makes clear that denying women access to abortion increases their odds of living in poverty or need for public assistance. Well, okay, but if they're married before they have children, no. If they're engaging in responsible, safe, protected, risky behavior then the likelihood of becoming pregnant in the first place is much, much less. 
And if you don't become pregnant before you're ready to become pregnant, which is presumably once you're in a loving relationship where you have gotten married, where you've started building a life together and are being financially responsible as well as every other type of responsible. Uh, if you're in that position, then no, you're not more likely. So denying access to abortion really just should be more about perhaps teaching and helping young people to better engage in the concept of personal responsibility. But you see, that's that's a bad word in leftist circles. They don't want to talk about personal responsibility. They've been trying to, to for at least a few decades now, they've been trying real hard to, to make all Americans grow up in a country where they feel like somebody saying, you need to be responsible for yourself is somehow code racist language. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say you should be self-reliant and take responsibility for your actions. That's what I'm trying to say. That used to be the expectation. Now, Yellen also emphasized the ability of women to live a fulfilling and satisfying life as a reason to support abortion access. But why exactly can you not have a fulfilling and satisfying life without abortion? I mean, what, what is the impediment there? Oh, you have an unwanted pregnancy? You're letting a baby you didn't want ruin things? Well, then why not put it up for adoption? Or why engage in the risky behavior that got you pregnant in the first place? Why not be insistent in the use of contraceptives? You know, the more effective contraceptives. There's lots and lots of things you can do to protect yourself from being in that situation if that's not where you're ready to be, whether that's emotional preparedness or financial preparedness. It's, it's easy to do. Why aren't we teaching our children this? Why are we leaving it up to the schools who have shown they're not capable of being trusted in this situation? Why are we leaving this up to politicians who have proven they're not capable of being trusted in these situations. I mean, before the Putin price hike, there was the Biden bad executive orders, right? Now we have the bad Biden executive orders, then the Putin price hike. Now what is the the, the next thing? I, I, there's some other phrase they're kicking around now. Trying to, and, and next up is going to be the abortion abuse of the economy some crazy nonsensical crap but this is still the era the ministry of truth this disinformation uh, guidance board is going to save us from all this disinformation don't you feel safer ladies and gentlemen don't you feel better about where we are today oh she wasn't done quoting again what we're talking about is whether or not women will have the ability to regulate their reproductive situation in ways that will enable them to plan lives that are fulfilling and satisfying for them. I'm sorry. Again, I'm going to go back to the what's stopping them from planning their lives. I mean, we're actually talking about planning, right? Planning is something you do when you're responsible. I can hear some lefty in the background screaming right now. What about 
rape and incest and in the cases of the life of the mother. What about you stop arguing the outlying cases and try to make it all about those few instances? I have yet to see a version of a law that the state's going to put in place that's going to have absolutely no recognition of those situations. That there will be some level of exemptions. Now, if one comes along, then I'll say, well, maybe that one might be a little too extreme. Maybe so. But here's the problem. If you eliminate the entirety of occasions of abortions that are a direct result of rape, incest, or in the instance that the life of the mother is in imminent and immediate danger, that it becomes an act of self-defense for the mother, you still have more than 99% of the abortions performed in the country today that are not going to be protected by that caveat. It's such an outlier that all of those put together makes up slightly less than 1% of the national abortions performed. On an annual basis, going back, uh, the, the furthest back I've got numbers in front of me at this moment are uh, presently to 1980. Seven, But in each and every one of these years, less than 1%. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. One of those years, it barely got to 1.0002%. So one year since 87 to last year, less than 1%. Less than 1%. So that's not a legitimate argument, ladies and gentlemen. You can't keep... Going back to that, it's all about responsibility. Naturally, folks on the left do not want our children being responsible for themselves because if they are, then the government cannot take control of them. Remember, the political left wants exactly that. They want control. You're going to tell me that women can't plan their lives, uh, they should start planning it by avoiding the risky behaviors. And if you're going to engage in risky behaviors and uh, just to be 100% transparent, the risky behavior I'm referring to is heterosexual sex. Ooh, saucy language all of a sudden. That's risky behavior. If you don't want to be pregnant, why, you may ask. Why is that risky behavior if you don't want to be pregnant? Because that's how pregnancy happens. This is a biological fact that has been the case for mammalian species on this planet since pretty much the beginning of mammalian life on this planet. Multicellular organisms that give live birth, and they do so by having two parents Combine their DNA to create a new, unique individual. That's why life begins at conception. That's why these cells that were alive even before the new life was formed become a completely, totally new life upon conception. Because then you have two parents who have contributed their DNA to create a new living being 
with a unique DNA that is separate from both of the parents but still made up from their parents. The fact that it's different means that it is a new life. I know, it's a difficult concept to follow. So, yes, sex is a risky behavior if you don't want to be pregnant. It shouldn't be shocking or surprising to anyone that if you have a lot of unprotected sex in particular, you're probably going to get pregnant if you are the female, if you're the biological woman. However you identify, what your actual biology is, is still going to be confined by the rules and laws of biology. Of science. <sighs> yeah, it shouldn't be hard to explain this, but yet it, I, I'm literally making these statements, and I'm already, already getting emails popping in about what a bigoted, transphobic hater I am for having said just that. So please, yes, uh, stop sending me the email that says that. I get it. You're a lefty. You're a whiner. You're a loser. You don't understand how life works. And you're just going to be bitter and sad when life keeps smacking you upside the head with the realities that you keep trying to deny. And that's what's going to make you sad and miserable and going to continue to make you angrier at me. So go ahead. Be angry all you want to, but you don't have to waste your time anymore because I've already received the message. And the message isn't that you think I'm a bigot. The message isn't that I am a bigot. The message is you're not that smart. That's not the words you're saying, but all the words you are saying, that's what they all mean. Okay? Am I, am I being mean to – I need to calm down. I'm, I'm going to calm down. That's it. Here's the deal. We've got to get back to teaching responsibility, period. If you want – to truly enjoy the blessings of individual liberty, you have, have to be individually responsible. A big part of being responsible, personally, is being self-sufficient. And nobody has been helping you to be self-sufficient longer than my Patriot Supply. Oh, yeah, didn't think I was going to go there today, did you? Thought I blew right past the uh, little bit of an ad there before the end of the break. Well, here we are before the end of the first hour, and I'm sneaking it in. My Patriot Supply, if you haven't already started looking at My Patriot Supply, what are you waiting for? There will be a link in the show description. Please copy the entire link. You can see that it goes further than what's going to be live. I've stopped by at Spreaker. I've stopped by at SoundCloud. I've stopped by at Stitcher and and uh, Google Podcasts and uh, everywhere that the podcast is available, and each and every one of them has a different amount of how much of the link is live. Now, if you click the link, most of them will still take you to My Patriot Supply. But if you don't have the whole thing included, if you don't copy the whole link and then just paste it into your web browser, they're not going to know that I sent you. So please, if you're at the podcast, Copy the whole link, paste it to your web browser, go visit them, see what they've got available. Get yourself some uh... – <laughs> sorry, I was trying to fight a cough. I was about to cough. I kept trying to hit the button. The button wasn't press, so there's a, a little bit of a gap there. Sorry. But get yourself some uh, buildup of uh, some uh, food supply for emergencies. Your emergency food supply – Unless you have a bunker already filled up, and in that case, good for you. You are prepared. 
but we're already seeing shelves empty. Go get yours. Go get your stuff. Stop waiting. I'm seriously concerned that it's not going to be very much longer till we start seeing delays in the ability to build up your safety food supply. So go visit. Check them out today. See everything they've got to offer, uh, including water purification, heirloom seeds, whatever you may feel the need to get. Just, just stop waiting. And, and if you don't want to help support the show, still go visit My Patriot Supply. Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com and go see what they've got to do. The difference is you're going to pay the same price whether you go directly to them or if you use that link. It's just I get a tiny little finder's fee. There's just a tiny little bit. That's all. Just a little commission for getting you and them together. So I don't think it's too much to ask to try to help support the show and get something you need. It goes from a win-win for you and them to a win-win-win because then I get included. Now, if you are not listening to the podcast, if you're listening to the rebroadcast of the radio, or if you are listening to the podcast but maybe you're listening uh, while you're driving around and you can't just say, okay, I'm going to go right now, then a little later – let me make it easy for you. Just come visit me at tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com. And uh, scroll down past recent guests, which I, I know I need to update. I haven't got Ben Carson up there yet. Uh, I was so excited about having Ben on, and I haven't gotten the edit up there. I really need to do that. Uh, <laughs> haven't got in there, but just scroll past the recent guests and then get down and hit one of the banners. It's just that easy. In the meanwhile, that's going to have to be it for this first hour. If you're listening to the podcast, don't go anywhere. Hour number two starts right after this. If you are listening on Terrestrial Radio, though, that's it for now. That's it for today. Come back and listen at the same time tomorrow to hear hour number two, uh, because that's when you're going to get to hear it. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. Most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile... Quick message for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. You know what they say, And let me encourage you to visit patriotmusic.com if you want to hear songs like this next one. And I will see you tomorrow on the radio. Like I said, listen to the podcast. Stay right where you're at. She was from a blue state clan Taught to praise the little man Told that union saved the working class He was raised a red state son To love the flag and own a gun Warned about the greed within the mass they met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees they said their vows and he couldn't say when He couldn't say how He couldn't say why She was different in his eyes And had a kid Tried to live like their parents did But both their parties taxed them close to death They learned to hate the 
public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She couldn't say why He was different in her eyes Saw them years ago A happy little cabin in the west Much more from so much less. You're listening to Tap into the Truth. My name's Joe Biden. All of this as more than half of Americans think President Biden will go down as one of the worst presidents in American history. I keep forgetting I'm president. so tired of trickle-down economics. And I never found that trickle-down on top of my head very much. I was listed, I was had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think you should make money while you're in office. Say is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led I've got to be free The way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn you went Taking your right to self-defense They say you're safer but they don't make sense Dangerous ones will not turn into guns Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn
goddamn UN. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And so very glad to be with you as we head into the summer of mostly peaceful. Uh, you know, it's what's happening, right? That's what's going to come along. We're going to get a lot of mostly peaceful because mostly Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. Mostly leftists are going to take to the streets whining, complaining, and then moving on to things like throwing things through windows and setting buildings on fire and, well, you know, everything they did just just a little while ago. You remember to, to, to George Floyd, St. George, and, and all the protests? They were fiery but mostly peaceful protests, remember? That might have something to do with why I call myself a mostly peaceful host. But anyway, uh, this is going to continue. I, this is, of course, the second hour of a live broadcast that took place on uh, the fifth month and tenth day of the year 2022. Uh, that, of course, is for the benefit of those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast of this show on terrestrial radio across the country, meaning that you're probably hearing this at least two days after it actually occurred. So some of the show topics may seem a little dated by then, but I do try to keep it uh, relatively topical. Back in the first hour, we talked about something very important that uh, Anthony Fauci seems to have been involved with. And so if you did not hear... Uh, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, yesterday's hour of the show, or, you know, if somehow you skipped over the first segment in the first hour of this podcast, uh, however you may be listening, uh, then go back and listen to that in case you may, because it's an important story. But uh, in the second larger segment of the first hour, I was discussing Janet Yellen and how her expert as Secretary of the Treasury uh, is making the case that restricting murdering preborn human babies will be bad for the economy. Because, you know, we, we traffic in all those uh, body parts of murdered preborn human babies. I, I, obviously, she's trying to make the, the argument that uh, women uh, are more likely to live in poverty if they have children. And yeah, children have a way of breaking your bank, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, that's why you're supposed to plan for it. You know, not that you're ever fully prepared, mind you, but uh, to be financially responsible for yourself and then determine when you're at least close to ready to have children. I just just listen to Dave Ramsey for a while, okay? I, again, I don't agree with everything 100% Dave has to say when it comes to your financials, but for the most part, his message is pretty solid. Give him a listen. And, uh, you know. Take care of yourself. Then if you find yourself pregnant, take care of your kid. Because, you know, if you're pregnant, then uh, you're now a parent. Take, be a parent. Don't don't go commit murder. Just don't do it. It's bad. Anyway, we talked about that. Now, more of the reaction from the left. Now, I, I seem to recall not too long ago how we were told that 
certain types of language are violence and uh, certain types of rhetoric is encouraging violence and uh, may even constitute insurrectionist language. And now Lori Lightfoot's out there saying some things, uh, basically claiming that the Supreme Court is coming for the LGBTQ plus community next, which I don't know specifically why you think that. But here's the thing. <clears throat> As I have said from the beginning when it came to uh, – the Supreme Court's determination that same-sex marriage should be legal in all 50 states, it's not really a federal issue. It is a state's issue. And this particular court, if the right case was to come in front of them, would be within their rights to make that determination, would actually be doing the constitutional thing if they were to say, uh, guys, we're going to have to send this back to the states too. Now, go back activist and uh, do the work of convincing the legislatures in your state to recognize them, which they were actually being fairly successful in a lot of states at doing exactly that. There were a few holdouts, but eventually, uh, be like Arizona with uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, eventually the last holdout will give in because there's not that many conservatives that are all that concerned about what the state defines as marriage in the first place. And then what you're likely to find out after that is the average person, as Christian or otherwise, is generally going to say that whoever you deem yourself to be married to, that's a spiritual question between you, your partner, and your deity. And if you don't happen to believe in one, well, then that just takes one thing out of the equation. Now, I believe that you'll have some splaining to do. Should you live in a manner that is outside of the preferred, prescribed methods of living as a Christian. But I'm not about to force my beliefs upon you. And I would reprimand anyone else that tried. You hear these folks constantly accusing uh, the political right in this country of trying to do exactly that. When in fact it's kind of the left that's all about, you're going to believe what we believe. Or we're going to shut you down. Or we're going to go to the streets. And as an example of that, pro-life pregnancy centers and organizations across the entire country the last few days are reporting attacks as the abortion supporters have reacted to the news that the Supreme Court case uh, of Roe v. Wade may soon be overturned. And it hasn't been overturned yet. We're still not there. I think they need to go ahead and just release the decision right now. Continuing to draw this out is only going to allow more of uh, a chance for these protesters to get whipped up into a frenzy and people could get seriously hurt or worse, uh, which they're likely to do anyway. But the longer you play this game, the more likely it is that these folks are going to believe they're going to have a chance of I don't know, changing the outcome. And heaven forbid, if they actually are successful at that, then nobody's ever safe again in this country. If a Supreme Court justice isn't safe in their home and you can't get other branches of the government to stand up and protect, if you can't get Democratic office holders to stand up and say, full-throated and with conviction that this is not how our system works. You need to stop or you will be treated like any other criminal. 
If you can't get them to do that, then we need to to not even wait to the next election. We need to impeach every last one of them. If you got a Republican out there saying the same thing, get them out of office. Do it now. Let's not wait. Anyway, abortion groups nationally, of course, have been calling for large-scale backlash to the, well, you know, rather momentous news. They've been calling for protests at the homes of Supreme Court justices and even in Catholic masses. And we saw some of that uh, Sunday, literally Mother's Day masses, and we saw some folks doing exactly that. Now, protesters have already shown up to demonstrate at Brett Kavanaugh's and John Roberts at, at their homes. And they tried showing up at Samuel Alito's. Uh, Samuel Alito now has literally uh, been forced into leaving his home and going to a safe, non-disclosed location. And while no direct link has been established between vandalism and attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and pro-abortion activists, but it appears that the calls for activism have translated to exactly that, full-throated attacks on these pro-life groups. The Oregon Right to Life uh, organization, they announced this past Monday evening that its office in uh, Kinzer, I believe it's proper pronunciation, Kaiser, Oregon, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. They announced that their office there had been attacked late Sunday, saying in a statement that an individual used incendiary devices, one of which exploded and caught the building on fire. The office was vacant at the time, and no one was harmed, thankfully. Fire and police departments responded quickly, minimizing damage to the building. The agencies are actively investigating the incident. But once it's been actively investigated, is anyone going to be held accountable? If you find out the guilty perpetrator, are you going to treat them the same way that you treated some of these random people that wandered into the Capitol building, looked around, and left back on January 6th? Because if you're willing to do that, then I'm going to feel a little better about things. It's still not going to feel great about things, but at least if we can, at the very least, end the double standard, that would be a start. Now, According to this report, the group is, quote, shaken up by this attack, according to Lois Anderson, who is the executive director. Continued by saying, we're committed to taking proper precautions to protect the safety of our staff as we move forward. We're thankful for the quick action of our first responders committed to maintaining a safe environment to operate in this community. On Monday evening, the police there sent out a, a statement clarifying that an unknown suspect or suspects attempted and failed to break a window at the Oregon Right to Life around 11 p.m. on Sunday. The suspects then ignited two Molotov cocktails and threw them towards the brick building. There was a small fire with minimal damage and no one was in the building at the time. According to uh, the police detectives and the fire district uh, and an arson investigator from the Salem Police Department, uh, they responded to the scene, and the case is currently under investigation. Now, in Madison, Wisconsin, 
pro-life nonprofit was set on fire in a, quote, suspicious fire. A Molotov cocktail was reportedly thrown into a pro-life organization's building. One wall was burnt, and the message, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either, was spray-painted on the side of the building. Madison Fire Department said in a news release that it believes that the pro-life center was intentionally set on fire and that the incident is being investigated as arson. Gee, you think there's a Molotov cocktail involved and you think it was intentional? <sighs> well, suddenly I feel like uh, there's a here's your sign moment. But uh, I'm going to go on without invoking Bill Engvall too much here. <sighs> Being investigated is arson. Sheesh. Nope. Just trying out a new recipe for barbecue in a wall. Here's your I, I said I wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, it's not immediately clear who set the building on fire. That's according to the Wisconsin Family Action. Uh, they claim that the attack was from an elitist anarchist group that threw two Molotov cocktails into the office after breaking windows and then proceeded to light a fire. The arsonist posted graffiti on the outside of the building near the group's office. The message was, as I've already said, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Anarchy 1312 took responsibility for the attack, leaving its logo on the outside wall. Anarchy 1312. Isn't it sad that we live in a country where there's so many anarchist groups and so few of them would be able to survive if there was true anarchy? I mean, that's kind of where we're at. So the Madison police chief, Barnes, drew ire for a statement in which he said that his department understands members of our community are feeling deep emotions due to the recent news involving the United States Supreme Court. Did you hear that? Let me, let me say that again. The chief of police for Madison, Wisconsin, he said that he understands that members of the community are feeling deep emotion. I'm sorry, are you trying to give these people a pass? Are you a police chief or are you just some random leftist activist? Because I'm sorry, you're quickly living in an America where you simply can't be both. If you're going to be an activist, resign your position, go pick up a sign, and hit the streets. Don't take any of your special woo-woo bang-bangs from work with you when you go either. Just go. If you're going to be a police chief, though, send a stronger message, a message that's more along the lines of, I understand some of you can't control your emotions and want to act out in a fashion that is both illegal and dangerous. Doing so will be met with an appropriate response from my police force. That should be the message. The police chief then, of course, warned against violence. A little late by them. I know you're feeling badly. Anyway, he said that our department has and continues to support people being able to speak freely and openly about their beliefs. But we feel that any acts of violence, including the destruction of property, 
did not aid any cause. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is just, ooh, chills, right? Such a strong, bold, brazen message. You know, I I get that he can't be like police officers in other parts of the country. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, they, they just don't behave the same. But, you know, I'm thinking that whoever is the police chief there probably needs to be replaced by a sheriff that might say something like this. We don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. Um, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. See, that's the kind of message we need to stop the violence on the street. Not the, oh, we feel that any acts of violence do not aid in any cause. Of course they don't aid in the cause. Unless your cause is to try and spread fear and intimidation. You know, being a terrorist by definition. Sheesh. Madison Police Department spokeswoman Stephanie Fryer said that there are deep emotions on both slash all sides regarding the recent news involving the United States Supreme Court. The Madison Police Department supports the First Amendment and the freedom it protects, no matter what side of an issue a person may fall. Yeah, that should be a no-brainer. That should be okay. But there is a difference between protected speech and riotous behavior. When your protest transitions into a riot, you are no longer protesting. The First Amendment gives you the right to speak your mind and to express yourself in a legal fashion. Once you start destroying someone else's property, once you start causing harm to other people, you have crossed the line. In Frederick, Maryland, on May the 4th, the staff arrived at the center to the disturbing scene of lies and propaganda spray-painted on the front of the building for CareNet. That's according to CareNet's executive director, Linda King. Quoting, Unfortunately, this is not the first time our center has been vandalized. We were previously vandalized twice in 2014 in the same manner. These acts of vandalism are an attempt to intimidate our staff and volunteers and to mislead our clients. Now, King said that the clinic will not deter from the work they have done for the past 39 years in Frederick, Maryland. Saying, quote, our doors remain open to women and men making a pregnancy decision. Whether they need limited medical services to confirm president, uh, president to confirm pregnancy, uh, and perhaps even presidency, uh, it might help if Joe Biden wandered in. Uh, we have confirmed you have officially been installed as president. We cannot confirm, however, that that was a legitimate election result. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, 
limited medical services to confirm pregnancy, compassionate education about their options, and we're helpful classes on pregnancy, parenting, and life skills. We're here for the women, men, and families of Frederick. King also emphasized in this uh, interview that she gave that when people understand CareNet's work, quoting now, they understand that we are a valuable part of our community. Over the last five years, 99% of our clients have been satisfied with the care and service they receive. Activists feel threatened by us because they don't understand that we give women and men an alternative to the abortion clinic and provide a real source of hope. Now, Captain Kirk Henneberry of the Frederick Police Department uh, spoke to the Daily Wire this past Tuesday, and they said that the officer assigned to investigate the vandalism has exhausted investigative leads, meaning uh, we're done looking for whoever did this. So now it's already going to take some big new piece of evidence to reopen this to get them to even look any further. And that's a shame. Because again, the message here should be we are going to continue an exhaustive investigation until we bring these people to justice. Some some fear of committing the acts of criminality needs to be reinstalled into some people. Again, you should never be afraid to express yourself. You should never be afraid to protest legally, peacefully. But as soon as you cross that line, you should be afraid to cross the line. You should have a healthy fear of, if I go hurt somebody, if I go burn down a building, if I go deface public or private property, I'm going to face some repercussions that are not going to be just uh, uh, show up, get processed to jail for a few minutes, and then instantly release with no bond and end up in front of a left-leaning judge that says, case dismissed because I did it for the right reason. There needs to be some consequences again. Not going to change my mind on that. Anyway, they continue by saying that the case is currently suspended, which means that there's no leads to pursue at the time. But the case can be reopened if we receive additional information. To help prevent something like this in the future, the officer has given the victim some recommendations on improving security of the property. There was also stuff that occurred in Alexandria, Virginia. At the Concerned Women for America, they said that an ideologically motivated leftist activist damaged and urinated on their office. The socially conservative Christian and pro-life women's organization said that around 10 p.m. on Saturday night, a leftist who previously had harassed the CWA staff ripped up their security system, flipped off their cameras, and then peed on their door. Class act. There's more stuff. 
by the time that I went to broadcast, there's probably new stuff happening in this moment. We'll probably be talking about that in the next few days. But that's literally where we're at. We're living in a country where the leftists think they can do whatever they want on the streets and get a pat on the back or be held up as a hero because they're doing it for the right reasons, Joe. Meanwhile, somebody like myself can stand up and say, well, we need to start targeting this district. And then I get accused of permitting violence for using the language of uh, firearm violence. I used the word target. It's funny because whenever the left and their little ministry of truth start speaking up, I feel like I'm the target. All right, target or not, let's go ahead and take the mid-hour break and uh, then see if we can't wrap things up. You guys stay right where you're at. I'll be back after this very brief message. Well, uh, yeah, there'll be a message in there. My name's Joe Biden. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. Joe Brandon, I agree. I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, 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 no, no. I promise you, the president has a big stick. I keep forgetting I'm president. The United States has been the greatest nation on earth, but unless there are major changes made in the near future, our national greatness will be a distant memory. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, our great republic has been seriously compromised and severely weakened by the policies of regime leader Joe Biden. You might recall that when Joe Biden was campaigning, he proudly barked out to an audience of black Americans that they're going to put you back in chains. But when one observes, it is easy to understand that in reality, it is the abysmal Joe Biden who has put our entire Republican chains. The United States is now chained to the mercy of enemy nations for petroleum because Uncle Joe destroyed our energy independence. Many elderly Americans are chained to their homes because the Biden regime and Soros district attorneys throughout the United States have made sure that the full variety of thugs are free to burglarize, rape, and murder law-abiding young and old sovereign citizens without any real chance of doing hard time for their crimes. There are other examples as well, but the bottom line is, if our United States is to be that shining city on a hill example to the world again, we must reestablish the godly principles that made America the beautiful envy of the world. If not, forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. They're much getting walked back. It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. With the Ukrainian people, Ukrainian people have a lot of backbone. They have a lot of guts. 
and I'm sure you're observing it. And I don't mean just the military, which is we've been trained in since back when they uh, Russia moved into uh, in, in the southeast southeast um, Ukraine, but also the average citizen. Look at how they're stepping up. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there. Some of you have been there. And we know none of the three occurred. Weapons could, if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would. Re it would trigger a response in kind. And we know none of the three occurred. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. And we know none of the three occurred. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Right here, right now, there is no other place I want to be. Right here, right now, watching the world wake up from history. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed time to wake up. Uh, time is running out on that. In fact, one of the things that you can really do to help yourself out, if you're like me, you got a terrible sweet tooth, a good time to wake up to a built bar. Yeah, I mean, I keep telling you, they're candy bars. They keep telling you, they're protein bars. Uh, they seem to have the scientific data to back up their claim, but I taste it, and my tongue tells me a very different story. Protein bars taste like cardboard. These tastes like candy bars. So, hey, don't take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. There'll be a link in the show description. Please copy the entire link, even if part of it's live. Uh, you'll see part of it isn't. Copy the whole link, paste it into your uh, web browser, and it will take you to the fine folks at Built.com. And uh, you'll get to see everything that they have to offer, including things other than the Built Bar. They've got a lot of other great products, too. And, and evidently, if you want to take their word for it, uh, they're good for you, too. So, hey, give it a shot. Uh, I'm telling you to go visit My Patriot Supply. Go visit Built Bar, too, because it will not be a bad idea to have a supply of these things handy for when your sweet tooth kicks in and there's nothing on the grocery uh, store shelves. That time is coming. It's coming faster. Every day. So just go check them out. And if you're not listening to the podcast or for some reason, if you're not in a position to copy that link and paste it, then just come visit me at Tap Into The Truth later. Uh, at some point in the next couple of days, I will get the uh, page updated. So recent guests will reflect my recent visit from Dr. Ben Carson and uh, my recent conversation with uh, John O'Connor of the Postgate uh, novel fame, and of course, The Mysteries of Watergate, the podcast, and soon to be released, new book, The Mysteries of uh, Watergate. So, uh, yeah, check that out. While you're there, too, uh, also uh, check out A.J. Rice's brand new upcoming book, The Woking Dead. It will be available at the end of July, and we are still looking to have a drawing. I'm going to have several copies available to give out to Lucky. Tap into the truth, listeners, and all you have to do is get on social media, share a link to this show, 
make sure that you tag me so that I can easily track you and uh, make sure that you mention the Woking Dead and AJ Rice and you know you can also mention a few good things about tapping to the truth while you're at it I won't say it's going to get you an extra chance at the drawing but it might totally get you an extra chance at the drawing just saying all right with that out of the way let's jump back into uh, today's topics because every now and then something surprising happens every now and then even reality might show up at CNN. Now, remember, CNN and not a, a particularly good place for reality recently. Uh, we can take a long, hard look at the rise and, well, I guess maybe sort of mention of a rise of CNN Plus and the nearly immediate fall of CNN Plus. We can talk about several of their hosts, like former hosts. Uh, who happens to have a brother who's a former governor of New York. Uh, something about, uh, you know, just a whole Italian uh, not, yeah, you know, you know, this whole Cuomo thing. I'll go ahead and call him out. You got, you got Chris Cuomo, former CNN. You got a few folks over there like a realm boy who, supposed to be uh, dealing with reliable sources. Uh, just such clever stuff. But every now and then, reality even makes its way over there. And that's kind of what we have to talk about right now. Because it's I, for a second, I felt like I had shifted into an alternate uh, reality. And here we are. This seems to be legit. One Mr. Daniel Dale, a fact checker for CNN, which, you know, previously would have been thought to be a oxymoron, but uh, in Daniel's case, maybe a case of every now and then even a blind squirrel finding a nut. Uh, every now and then an old school uh, analog clock being right twice a day, uh, even if it's broke. You know, it's one of these things. But uh, Daniel, he made it clear this past Monday that well, he's not buying any of what Joe Biden's selling when he talks about how he's reduced the deficit. Now, we've all heard uh, barely there Beijing uh, say that he's reduced the deficit here in the last couple of weeks in particular. But amid this record-setting inflation and still rising gas prices, thank you, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., sir, uh, Biden, of course, is still insisting did so as recently as last Wednesday, that he had decreased the federal deficit. Quoting here, said, Let me remind you again, I reduced the federal deficit. Let me remind you, Joe, you did not. But anyway, Dell, who joined CNN New Day uh, this past Monday morning, uh, he proceeded to pick apart the claims of Mr. Biden. Dell began by noting that the deficit had fallen in the first year of Biden's presidency, but he disputed the claim that it had fallen because of anything the president had done, saying, quote, there is no doubt that the deficit has fallen under President Biden so far. It was about $3.1 trillion under Trump in fiscal 2020. It was about $360 billion lower than that. So about $2.8 trillion in fiscal 2021. 
mostly under Biden. Experts I spoke to, still quoting here, experts I spoke to still scoffed at the idea that President Biden is personally responsible for having reduced the deficit. In fact, one advocate of deficit reduction, Mark Goldwyn, of the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, told me that this claim was, well, this claim is almost bizarro world, a reversal of reality. I like that. I like the term reversal of reality. When we're talking about barely there, Beijing Biden, reversal of reality should become the new battle cry. In fact, he should make that his campaign slogan when he decides to run again, right? Anyway, Dell went on to note that the deficit was expected to fall by more than $360 billion and that the Congressional Budget Office had predicted it would fall by more than $870 billion if President Biden did not implement any new policies, meaning that what Trump had already put in place was designed to start reducing the deficit spending. Now, he had blown out the spending along with everybody in Congress uh, previously. Uh, Trump was looking at a two-tier plan. He fully expected to have two terms. He thought in term one... He'd get the economy completely roaring to a point of record highs. And then we would have enough revenue being generated by the booming economy that it would be time to start reeling in the deficit spending. Now, that was the plan. It was a plan that got completely and totally upended by Trump not getting his second term directly after. Devastating is the fact that the Biden administration immediately started doing things that created inflation at record-setting inflation, I should add. And evidently, he's caused enough harm to the economy that the expected reduction in deficits didn't come anywhere close to the reality, meaning that reduction happened as a result of policies that were already in place – and he simply wasn't able to undo enough of them fast enough to prevent a reduction from happening at all. The reduction in the deficit isn't Biden's to claim. And this is a CNN fact checker telling you this story on CNN. I know, shocking. wonder how many people have fell over with a heart attack at that point. Anyway, Dale's conclusion was that the shortfall between the expected deficit reduction and the actual reduction was a direct result of policies that were implemented by the Biden administration, such as the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, among a few other things. Quoting again here, Whatever you think of all those policies, they all cost money. So there ended up being less deficit reduction than expected. Now, Dell also noted that Biden liked to draw from Moody's analytics to support his claims, adding that Dan White, senior director at Moody's, had told him, quote, the actions of this administration and Congress have undoubtedly resulted in higher deficits, not smaller ones. It is encouraging that the administration has proposed some initiatives to bring down the deficit, but so far... None of those initiatives have been seriously considered. 
Now, very noteworthy. I don't know how much longer Mr. Dale is going to be working for CNN. Seems like uh, probably not long for that position. But, you know, I think there's a plenty of people now that have gotten to the point that they're tired of hiding from the reality that's existing outside their door. If you don't get to work from home, if you have to get out and go anywhere, gas prices are undeniable. When you go to stock up on groceries, whether you're having them delivered to you, whether you swing by and have them brought to your car, or if you're physically going inside. And if you're physically going inside, you're getting a double-barrel dose because then you get to see these shortages taking place inside of your grocery stores or your big box stores that are also groceries. You're getting to see it firsthand, and it really, really is hard to deny that the Biden presidency to this point has been such a failure that it makes, well, you know, it kind of makes Jimmy Carter's uh, term in office start to look like uh, George Washington. But this is exactly what you get when you pursue the type of leftist policies that you still hear AOC and Ilhan Omar and, of course, Bernie Sanders out here trying to pursue. They're still claiming that we need to be going further and further to the left and doing more and more. It, it matters not to these people that it's completely, entirely collapsing our economy. And the worst part it's people like Bernie Sanders and AOC, when they're calling for this, they have no clue what they're really saying. You're talking about people who've never really done much of anything outside of government work. Now, I will give full props for AOC for having been a bartender. Bartending is not an easy job, boys and girls. If you've ever tried it, then you know it. If you've ever just been to a bar and sat back and watched... You ought to know it because, unfortunately, most people, when they go to the bar, they're on the other side of the equation, and they just get upset if their service isn't as quick as they think it ought to be. But when you're in a hopping uh, place, it takes a minute to get caught up. So, hey, show a little love to your local bartenders. They're, they're putting up with a lot of stuff to try to make sure you can still have a good time. That's the closest thing to honest work AOC's ever done in her life. It's too bad she looks down on it so much now. She ought to wear that as a badge of honor because that would probably win her a little more respect with the adults that vote for her. Not that I need her getting any more respect. She should be scoffed and uh, laughed out of any platform that she ever shows up at. But hey, that's just another story. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who supposedly has a degree an economics degree, and still doesn't understand how to honestly define capitalism. She'll give you the uh, communist definition of capitalism, but she can't give you a non-political partisan definition of capitalism. The whole notion of people freely sharing goods and services, uh, utilizing a barter system of their choosing, uh, that, that just never enters the equation when they're describing it. But when you have fact-checkers working for CNN that are now starting to blow the whistle on how, how bad this economy is and how much of this falls squarely on the Biden administration, is it possible that you can say the word abortion enough 
to have a prayer of winning an election in the upcoming midterms. I mean, I, I get it. I had a conversation with John O'Connor on our last uh, broadcast. He seems to think, particularly in the more purplish districts, especially congressional districts, that this will cost uh, Republicans some votes. And I told him, yeah, it, it does make for a bigger uh, bigger factor than I was initially uh, saying because I was just kind of making the statement that red states aren't going to change much, blue states aren't going to change much. The purple states may be in play with this. And then he very rightly pointed out, well, there are some purplish districts in both of those states. And in the blue states, where well, they were hoping to flip red. And in some of the red states, there's some very purplish and uh, even in Texas, there's a couple of actual blue districts here and there, uh, places where Republicans were likely to win in a tsunami wave because of how bad the economy is and how bad the Biden handling of the southern border has been. I still tend to think that the economy and the border are probably going to outweigh whatever level of energy they can get young people who typically don't show up to vote, especially at midterms. I don't think it's going to be enough to counter it. I don't think it's going to end up being the kind of factor that the Democrats are hoping it'll be. I think a lot of their uh, totally for show efforts like this upcoming vote to try to codify Roe v. Wade at the federal level, uh, I think is going to fail first and foremost. I don't think it's going to get through the Senate. I certainly hope it doesn't. But even if it does, I don't think it'll stand because if the current opinion, as it was written by Samuel Alito, uh, in regards to this Mississippi law and how it would overturn Roe v. Wade, it's dependent on the fact that the federal government really doesn't have authority to make that determination. It will make it a state's issue. And as long as it's a state issue, then uh, Congress doesn't have – the federal Congress doesn't have any authority to pass a law about it. Everybody keeps forgetting, and this is an important thing to remind everyone – that if it's not expressly given as a power, if the authority to commit a particular action isn't specifically mentioned in the Constitution proper, the federal government has no authority on that issue. The federal government has no authority on the issue of marriage, period, none, zero. It does not have it. In fact, the only reason they should have any interest whatsoever in defining marriage is because they offer a different tax status for married couples. That's the only interest the federal government should have in marriage, and they certainly don't have any authority over how marriage is conducted or what's recognized as marriage. They can, they can define what they, for the purposes of that tax status, they can define that, but that is its limit. Outside of the world of taxation, they have no authority on the topic. None. And same thing here. Roe v. Wade was determined by these ridiculous stretches and intellectual gymnastics to try to get some vague and slightly applied legal theory that existed based on their understanding or their beliefs or what they wanted certain clauses in later constitutional amendments to mean. It's not based on the Constitution proper. 
It's not based on the First Ten Amendments, the Bill of Rights. And everything after that, to me, is up for discussion. And that's not me saying that, oh, yeah, I want the Supreme Court to strike down uh, the amendments that uh, ended slavery. I know. No. It's saying that there's room for discussion on any amendment that took place after the First Ten. First 10 needs to be held with the same reverence as the Constitution. And if I hear one more person say the Constitution's kind of sort of garbage, I'm going to once again politely ask you to leave my beautiful, wonderful republic. Because if you don't like the Constitution, which is the highest law of this particular land, you're not required to live under it. You are free to leave. There are no laws. As unfortunately, way too many people on the southern border are discovering as they're trying to come in. But you're free to leave. Any one of you leftist whiners who are unhappy, I'm leaving the country. Okay, bye. I mean, some of you I'll even miss. Probably not much because I'm imagining you're still going to be on social media. And uh, if you're a celebrity, I'm probably still going to see you making movies. Uh, I mean – if they're not filming in Georgia these days, they're probably somewhere in Canada. So, you know, you can leave the country and still work as an actor or an actress. That'll be fine. I'll probably not even realize you're gone. Anyway, that being said, I just – I think there's going to be serious repercussions for all these folks and all this political theater, which is just that. It's revealing a few things. Number one, that uh, the Democrats are horribly inept at any of their actual jobs when it comes to offices that they hold. If you're an elected office holder, I mean, I used to think that Chuck Schumer was at least somewhat dangerous as somebody who would be the majority leader of the Senate. And turns out he really isn't. He may be one of the most inept. Uh, leaders uh, that we have ever seen in the Senate. If you're the Senate Majority Leader and you can't even manage to get your ducks in a row to to shove through something that you would suspect that every Democrat on the planet would be for, well, then obviously there's some issues. Now, I mean, it's a little different for Nancy Pelosi over the House because she's got some some folks that actually make her look sane over in the House. So, I mean, full-blown 100% trying to herd cats, that's not an easy job. I don't know why she doesn't just retire. But I guess she's addicted to the power. And that's ultimately it, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? That's where most of these folks have managed to migrate to, even a few of them with an R at the end of their name. It's not about doing the people's business. It's not about serving the public. It's not about trying to, to be a good American and trying to solve some problems you saw in your community. It's about how can I have a little more power? How can I pad my bank account a little more? How can I get reelected at least one time so that then the special interest groups will start financing me and I never have to spend another penny of my own money again? It's like that for some folks. And some folks start out like gangbusters. They're starting out doing good stuff, and they spend a little too much time there. And eventually, it starts getting harder and harder to say no to the temptation. And then, before you know it, the 
swamps sucked them under and transformed them into swamp dwellers too. But I want to leave you with one final thought about overturning Roe v. Wade for those individuals that are still opining about how a nearly 50-year precedent should just be left alone. If something's wrong, then it's wrong. It doesn't change just because a majority of people decide to go along with it. It doesn't change just because people are able to discuss it and get accustomed to it. It doesn't change because it becomes acceptable in polite society. It becomes a topic for popular television programming. Even can be turned into a humorous punchline for comedy. None of that changes it. If it was wrong, then it's still wrong. The crime that the left is complaining about when it comes to the possibility of overturning Roe v. Wade is that it's been the settled law for nearly 50 years. Well, I would suggest that the real crime is, is that it took nearly 50 years to correct something that, as Justice Alito put it, was so egregious from the start. That's going to have to be it for me today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for being here, especially if you've made it to the end. If you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, you'll get one more hour before the end of the week. hope you will tune in for that. And then I hope you will tune in and find the podcast somewhere so you can hear that extra bonus hour that you're just not going to get to hear on the radio. Uh, in the meanwhile, thank you so very much. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. And most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Meanwhile, stay safe out there if you can, you know, duck between the riots. Stay healthy if you can. That's harder and harder every day. And, uh, you know, be smart, even if it goes against your nature. Oh, yeah, and uh, one last thing for uh, barely there, Beijing Biden. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go. Hey. in both hands Founders knew 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.